0: Though Keeley hadn't seen Thornton's face the night before inside Bailey's pub, she had no trouble at all distinguishing him from the two hulking goons that lumbered on either side of him. He was a short, scrawny man with an obvious beer gut jutting from his midsection like a -a six-and-a-half-month pregnant woman. He wore nothing but black, except for a white collar, a minister's collar. His head and face were covered in a thick salt-and-pepper hair and beard, like some sort of priestly-grizzly Adam's but the most stunning feature that Keeley noticed was his penetrating black eyes. One stare from those eyes could wither the resolve of any weak-willed person. No, Keeley had seen only one other set of eyes that were more bone-chillingly potent, those of Ezekiel Crane's. "'I reckon I've got every right to be here, Crane,' Thornton said with a sneer. "'More so than you, anyway. You're the ones trespassing, not me and my boys.' This here's holy ground and you're desecrating it with your presence with your curse. The cultist smiled, revealing a trio of blackened, decaying teeth and two sets of diseased gums. We ain't to remove Ewans from the property. No McGuffin lets us use this place for worship. I have a might hard time believing he gave you leave to be here. Crane took a step forward, reaching into his back pocket and pulling out the small stick he'd picked up a few minutes earlier. He took another step, reached into his front pocket, and withdrew a small red pocket knife. His cold stare never leaving Thornton, he began whittling at the stick without uttering a word. The wind chimes behind Keeley clinked rhythmically in the awkward silence. "'First of all,' Crane finally said, his voice back to its customarily even tone, I have every right to be here as acting coroner of Jasper County. He pointed to the open grave with a stick, then continued his whittling. Found another homicide victim smack dab inside your little church here, as a matter of fact. Thornton's face slackened, his eyes wide. He tried to peer around Crane for a better look, but quickly regained his composure. Don't matter a hill of beans, none to me, he said. We're here to... Second of all,' Crane continued, interrupting the cultist's protest, "'you are absolutely correct. This is most definitely holy ground.' His knife blade absently sliced a thin piece of bark from the stick. "'But not your holy ground. It belongs to the Cherokee people, if it belongs to anyone.' Crane took another step toward the motley trio, who in turn took a single step backward in unison. Still, his blade sliced at the limb almost in sync with the ringing of the chimes, Keeley noticed. Thornton opened his mouth again but remained silent. And finally, are you aware of what this is? Crane asked, holding up his handiwork. Keeley looked at the piece of wood, now pointed at Thornton. His face had suddenly turned pale, a stream of sweat glistened down his forehead. He opened his mouth once more to answer, but Ezekiel Crane cut him off. ''Of course you do,'' he said, his eyes burning at the cultist. ''And I've carved your name, your full name, into it too.'' The man's mouth fell open, but this time it was not to protest or to argue. His arrogance had completely disappeared, reducing him to a quivering mass of flesh. His muscle-bound goons on each side were no better off. Tears rolled down their faces as they took another few steps back. Yet Crane did not relent. He merely moved toward them again. Please, Thornton said, his voice a shallow whisper of its former self. Don't. The chimes seemed to pick up their cadence as a frigid gust of wind blew through the ring of stones. A shiver ran up Keeley's spine as if the icy fingertips of a thousand hands were caressing the back of her neck. Crane stopped, held up the piece of wood in one hand, and dropped it to the ground. He then raised up a single boot. "'You have five seconds,' he said. "'Then I bring my foot down, and you don't want to be anywhere near here when that happens.' The three men turned immediately around and started to run from the site before Crane stopped them. "'Oh, and Thornton, one more thing.' The cultist stopped and turned to look at him. "'If you ever threaten Ms. Brennan again, and I don't care whose idea it is, well, you know where I'm going with this, right?' Thornton nodded once, then turned and ran from the devil's teeth at a dead sprint.